to Wednesday, June 13th edition of the DC Daily Drop. I'm Tom. And I'm Travis. We've got a bunch of news to getting into today, uh, starting with a federal judge ruled in favor of the AT&T Time Warner merger. So that can go forward. Uh, the, Dawn, the Department of Justice, I was, was going to say Dawn of Justice, the Department of Justice <laughs> is allowed to appeal, but they can't stop the merger from going moving forward unless they can prove they're likely to get it overturned. So after a long time of going back and forth, AT&T is purchasing Time Warner. And with that comes Warner Brothers and everything DC Comics related. Yeah, it looks like a big day for the world of DC, in my opinion, anyway, with AT&T behind it. There's a lot more clout, a lot more financial resources, and I think it's going to help with big things like the streaming service because of HBO Go is one of the top quintessential services, so I'm sure they're going to bring the people they use to make that over for this DC streaming app. That's just one of the many ways I see this merger helping out. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it impacts DC in the long run. Uh, I'm sure people are wondering, especially about the films, usually when a new owner comes in, they want to, if not clean house, definitely reevaluate everything. So there is a chance, you know, we will see potentially changes with Warner Brothers Studios. Maybe AT&T wants to bring in a new head, you know, to replace Toby Emmerich, which could mean Walter Hamada would be gone. Or, it, you know, AT&T could come in and say, we know nothing about making movies, so you guys keep doing what you're doing. You had a successful year last year, second biggest year ever last year. Keep doing what you're doing. So it, we'll just have to wait and see. But the good news is this has been hanging over everything WBDC for the last couple of years, and now there's a resolution. Yeah, that's the main thing. Um, that we don't have to hear about this anymore, and they can focus 100% on the movies, TV, and comic aspect of DC. And like I said, I just hope with AT&T behind it, it, it doesn't middle. It just it uses its resources to only help what DC is trying to do. Yeah, agreed. So moving on to a bunch of Wonder Woman news. Uh, Warner Brothers put out a press release today to announce the start of principal principal photography on the sequel to Wonder Woman, and we have an official title. It is Wonder Woman 1984, as we speculated before. What do you think of the title? I think that uh, we get the year that this film is going to take place, for sure, uh, especially with the two pictures they dropped as well. Uh, you can see the style of clothing most people are wearing is from the 80s, so I'm just... Super interested to see what they're going to get into with that, especially with the Cold War, the height of the Cold War, for one example. So I'm just completely enthusiastic about how Diana's going to take on the world of the 80s. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the Wonder Woman 1984 doesn't really roll off the tongue. I would have probably gone with just Wonder Woman 84, but it's, it's a good title and it's different than the generic Wonder Woman 2 or anything like that. So I don't have a problem with it. Um, yeah, like you said, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot both released images we get to see. Um, and Patty Jenkins uh, announced the return of Chris Pine as Steve Trevor, showing an image in a mall, it looks like, uh, a very 80s photo with some background characters and stuff. And there is Chris Pine. What did you think of that? I was just speechless, to be honest with you, Tom. <laughs> that he might, may or may not be there the last time we seen him. He exploded the plane and sacrificed himself, and that was a really great touching moment in that film. 
and I'm just curious as to how he's back. He, I would say normally that it's just maybe a son or something like that, but he has to look in this picture of somebody that's out of time, that's completely bewildered about where he is. So maybe that's just the way they caught him in that angle, or and maybe I'm just reading into it too much, but it just gives me the impression that it's the Steve Trevor from the first movie. So I'm just curious as to, well, I just need an explanation for this. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Do you have a problem with him coming back after after he sacrificed himself in the first one? It all depends on how they do it. Because mm-hmm. we all know Wonder Woman is intrinsic in magic. Like that's a big part of her world. So who knows? Maybe he's only around for a short period of time. Uh, there's so many questions I have. But as long as it's written good, I, I'm okay with it. I have faith in Patty Jenkins that she wouldn't uh, sully that great moment in Wonder Woman one. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I, Patty Jenkins has earned the benefit of the doubt. And I want to see Chris Pine back as Steve Trevor, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it. Is it going to be, you know, time travel? That seems unlikely. But maybe he's resurrected somehow. I think as long as this is the Steve Trevor from the first one, and he has been to Diana, he's been gone since 1917, and doesn't come back in 1984. That doesn't really undercut sacrifice in the first film because you know to diana she had to then live on almost 70 years without steve trevor so it it is still a huge loss um but i do get the point of you know dying characters bringing them back i get that um but at the end of the day i do want to see more of steve trevor so i'm not disappointed at all and it looks like if he is pulled out of time that could be a really cool almost reverse of the first film where Diana, in this one, Diana knows everything about modern day world, but Steve Trevor is the one pulled out from another time, and they can have some of that same humor from the first film, but reversed. Yeah, that's that's a great point there, Tom. Uh, That would be a pretty cool way to see it. And who knows, maybe we'll get a character like Dr. Fate removing him and bringing him to this time only for a brief period and have to give him back, because... Like you said, even in Justice League, it's touched down about Steve Trevor not coming back and Diana being like like pawning for him. No pun intended there. <laughs> I intended that. <laughs> but yeah, I did. <laughs> but like, so I like for it all to coalesce and go together as a story. So I'm just curious. I'm hoping it's something like that where we get a, a mon- not a minor, but not a major character in Dr. Fate helping out Wonder Woman in this. Uh, in this movie and bringing Chris Pine back as like part of that help. So who knows there? A lot of questions. And the Gal Gadot picture makes me immediately think brother I. So mm-hmm. I kind of don't think there's any other way of looking at it besides that, which there's a lot that gives us a lot more clear picture. So I'm glad we got that. And I think we're going to, we know part of what the problem is going to be in this movie. Yeah, we'll see the, you know, it looks cool. I like that photo too. We get to see, it makes me think of Brother Eye or some sort of technology is going to be taking place maybe in this film, which would be cool. Uh, 80s technology. We see, I don't know, there's Dallas, the TV show. There's a picture from Vacation, the original film with Chevy Chase. Uh, so that, that's cool to see. And I'm, I'm curious how that fits in. But I love the, the 80s feel to everything we've seen so far. Yeah, likewise. I'm just really excited. And I can't wait to get another look at some photography in that in a month in San Diego Comic Con. Yeah, absolutely. And so the press release also confirmed, you know, the director of photography, production designer, costume designer, all returning for Wonder Woman. Richard Pearson will be the editor. 
Uh, the producers and executive producers are mostly the same from the first film, although Walter Hamada is added as, his, as an executive producer, and Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot are both producers. We knew Patty Jenkins was going to be a producer, but this is the first we've heard of Gadot, which I don't know if that's just a way to her to get an extra paycheck or if she actually has some creative input to some extent, um, but I think that's interesting. Yeah, I think it's the former there, and I think it's just another way for her to get paid uh, because she trusts Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins trusts her. I don't think she would bring her bring that character to any point that uh, Gal Gadot wouldn't agree with. Yeah, we also got a brief synopsis. Fast forward to the 1980s as Wonder Woman's next big screen adventure finds her facing an all-new foe, the Cheetah. As previously announced, the film also stars Kristen Wiig as the role of supervillain, the Cheetah, as well as Pedro Pascal. And Chris Pine returns as Steve Trevor. Uh, that's a vague way they said that because they put it in the same sentence that Kristen Wiig is the cheetah as well as Pedro Pascal. I don't know if that means they will have two cheetahs or if they're just saying Pedro Pascal, Pascal is also in the film. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just another way for to keep us guessing and keep us talking about the film, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad to see our first Wonder Woman 2 stuff. Yeah, oh, same here. That was clearly the best thing for DC last year, and let's hope that the sequel is just as good and just as popular with everybody yeah i agree and and then last up today is we got some dc films info some behind the scenes stuff what's going on it's actually the hollywood reporter magazine article that is also online um and it just talks about what walter hamada and what everything is going on this is all this is from boris kit and everything so it's all legit information but it's from anonymous sources so we don't, you know, people with Warner Brothers, but we don't know how they're involved. But it gives an idea of what's going on. And it's not a lot of shocking stuff, but here's one quote that was interesting. According to certain insiders, Walter Hamada spent months going over the projects and development, calling certain ones, elevating others, keeping an eye on the marquee heroes, while also developing lesser-known properties that could pop big. I don't think that's very surprising, but it's, it tells us what Walter Hamada has been up to so far. Yeah, and I think... Him coming from New Line Cinema, we we both know that that's the way they go is to find things that people won't think will pop, but will pop and make big money. I think Shazam is case in point. I know that was already underway, but that seemed to be shepherded, pushed right to the front uh, when Hamada took over and like with press release with news about it. So I'm just I'm still excited. I think that uh, the article is good. Now some I want more confirmation. So I'm going to wait until San Diego Comic-Con. I feel like we'll, that's where we'll get our majority of WB like, official news with movies. Like I'm so curious about the Batman. I want to know more about these two Joker movies. Are they both going to be made? Is it one of them the Elseworlds type deal? And like you said, I want to know more stuff about Wonder Woman. And I just want an Aquaman trailer so bad. So there's so many questions <laughs> to see films that I hope we could get answered in a month. Soon. Yeah, and this article added some some stuff uh the joaquin phoenix todd phillips joker movie is expected to begin shooting in the fall and budget is expected to be around 55 million so it sounds like that's still as of now going forward yeah like you said uh, the other day when we talked about this having two jokers going concurrently i don't know how that's going to work but uh i'm like i said i'll be the first one in line to see it (laughs) right and they also put uh dc dark or dc black could be the potential title of the new label so not necessarily Elseworlds, but Elseworlds stories, but definitely for a more mature audience, I would assume if that's those are the titles they're going with, they're looking for R-rated films. 
Yeah, and I would ask for Superman Red Sun, but after getting some of the blowback from Man of Steel and, and BBS, I don't think we should go anywhere near that for a while. <laughs> yeah. It also added The Flash is expected to begin production in early 2019, the movie that is, and using Back to the Future as inspiration. I, I can't think of a better better time travel movie to use as, as, as a role model, to be honest with you, and especially after seeing Game Night, I think these guys are really going to do a great job on The Flash. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to see time travel in The Flash movie? Oh, yeah, but not. I, I kind of want to see it happen accidentally the first time right. and have him explore that throughout the movie about having that sort of ability, being able to run that fast, like for him to talk to people at Star Labs like Silas Stone about it and get some interconnectivity that way. And maybe by the end of the movie, he realizes how how to go back in time, and that's where we leave him off going into the second movie. Yeah, that's a that's a cool way to do it. And I'm, I do want to introduce time travel in the first one, and it can be something smaller scale other than Flashpoint. Here's Back to the Future is really small. It's really personal. It's just his family, the first one that he's worried about. It's not a, a world-ending threat. So I think that's a pretty cool way to do it. Yeah, likewise, and I, I still won't forget seeing Out of Time and the first season of Flash where he ran back in time. That completely blew my mind. Wasn't expecting to see it. Never picked up on the clues. They dropped it the first of the episode. <laughs> and when it happened, I was just like, that just opened up a whole new world for me in terms of the Flash TV show. And I hope to get that same sort of feeling come the movies. Yeah. And so last month, apparently, Matt Reeves turned in the first act of his script for the Batman movie, and it is believed to focus on a young Batman. So they don't necessarily say Batman origin, but it sounds like it, it would be a younger Batman involved. Yeah, who knows what what's going to happen here? Like that's uh, I take that rumor with a grain of salt that somebody turns in their first act of their script. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just hearsay. Maybe it's true, but normally I would imagine he turned in the full script when he's finished with it first. Uh, but maybe Walter Kamada wanted to see that to see where he would keep Batman in terms of tra- fast-tracking it, having to look for a younger actor. Who knows? They might use that technology they've used in Marvel movies for to make uh, Bruce seem young, Ben Affleck. I don't know. We don't. Like I said, I think we'll get more confirmation on this sort of thing in uh at san diego comic-con and i just want to know uh, whether or not ben affleck's gonna be batman or if he's gonna just stop i just just make the decision and let's just move on yeah i think uh focusing on a young batman that allows matt reeves to tell you know tell stories in continuity but before bvs or anything like that so he would have a lot of freedom to work within the story similar to what patty jenkins is getting with wonder wonder woman yeah that's 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 a, that's a good point maybe like i said the first movie would be a young batman transitioning into the second movie would be ben affleck's batman going into the third movie would be terry mcginnis becoming batman who knows is is a whole open-ended thing like you said but all that time between before bbs and after uh, it's almost like a certainty they should use a younger actor. And this is coming from me, who's a very big fan of Ben Affleck's Batman. And then just a couple last things. Hamada does not want a writer's room. So that's like Transformers, Avatar, all the, some other franchises use a writer's room where they have a handful of writers who sort of plot out the whole franchise and then write individual things. 
Hamada doesn't want that. Not surprising because you know they they're focused on individual filmmakers, so that wouldn't make sense. And they also don't plan to date movies year in advance, so don't expect like a slate with here's our next eight movies with release dates. It sounds like they're going to focus on one project, get a get a release date for that, and then move on. Yeah, that that might be a smart decision, especially I'm sure they'll troll people will troll back uh, the announcement of the slates that they've done in the last few years that went out with movies we didn't even know they were even thinking about and we might never ever see the light of day. So it's probably smart just stick to the ones you know are you're going to make first and let the other ones percolate behind the scenes. Yeah, agree with that. So a lot of interesting stuff going on and it's a... Uh, you know, a lot of changes, everything with the merger and everything, but I'm excited to see where DC goes from here. Oh, likewise, and I think Zach should take more vacations because clearly they just wait for him to go on vacation to put out all this awesome news. It was pretty slow the last couple of weeks leading up to this. <laughs> it seems like we've gotten great news every day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back tomorrow.